Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the show where we talk about primates and popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and as always, my second banana, Mr. Evan Munro-Smith from the gaming show Gaming Gaming. <laughs> Hello. Hey there, Mr. Banana Man. How do you do? <laughs> I'm not Banana Man. I was on that no. episode, though. You were on the episode about Banana Man. Eric is Banana Man uh. when he eats a banana. It's right. an important bit to remember. <laughs> How's things? <laughs> things are good. Um, yeah, th- things are good. Just watch the episode. Um, it's all, all all big stuff. Oh, yeah. The episode of the Umbrella Academy? Uh, yeah, the one we're talking about uh, today. Episode nine? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, that works out well. <laughs> I just watched it as well. Great. It was great. I watched on dry land again. I didn't have time to get into the bath. Ah. I watched it in bed, which is sort of like... A, a, I, in a lot of ways, the bed is sort of the bath of the land. Do you uh, think? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's where you lie or lays. Yeah. It doesn't clean you, though. No. I don't know if a bath really cleans you either. Yeah, maybe. I don't think of a bath as really a cleaning thing. Unless is, um, you think of cleaning as wallowing in your own filth. Uh, no. But I, I normally wallow I in the bath. Yeah. I don't have a bath. Um. But when I have, I didn't use it very much. Um, I mean, it's that we're recording this in the morning. It would be a weird time of day to be having a bath anyway. Do you ever do a morning bath? No, I would rarely do a morning bath. I'm in an afternoon bath man for sure. Yeah, it's an afternoon slash evening activity, I think. Big time. Or lack of activity. Yeah, that's right. It's a wallow. Yeah. (laughs) I should probably double check what wallow means. Um Whoa! It it's probably. Um, I think it's a little more negative than to, what I feel. To about. roll about or lie in water, snow, mud, dust, or the like, as for refreshment. Ah, oh. so that actually. I mean, that's exactly I, right. That's the exactly the word. Yeah, that's a perfect word. How funny is that? <laughs> I always thought there was a negative connotation to wallow. 
Um, yeah, I but sort of associating not, I'm putting it. Putting that on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, to flounder about. Um, flounder also sounds negative. To move along or proceed clumsily or with difficulty. So that's that's something. Um, to live self-indulgently, luxuriate. I mean, that is having a bath and watching Netflix is yeah. is that. I think. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't me today. Episode nine was no. a dry episode. <laughs> Only the second dry episode of the season. But it was another cracking episode. I mean, this show just keeps on delivering. It's mm. jam-packed once again. Um, should we just get stuck in here, Ev? Yeah. The synopsis for this episode, which is called Changes. And, uh, I mean, every episode could be called Changes. Every episode Yeah, that's an interesting change. one. Um, I'm trying to think how that really... I, I think probably it relates to the very end. Right. Well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> no, the let's syn- start. <laughs> <laughs> the synopsis says, Vanya veers between shock and despair as she makes a string of unsettling discoveries. A serendipitous development leaves five at loose ends. Um, Have I said that the show we're talking about is the Umbrella Academy? That th- should be clear to everyone listening. I, I think. think you mentioned it earlier. Great. Um yeah, this is a um, a big episode for Vanya. She goes through some shit. Yeah. Um, we, we start with a, a flashback to her in 1993. Um, oh, so you she- actually saw the I s- <laughs> text on screen? Yes, time. I saw the text on screen. Um, also, she did look a, y- a lot younger. So it- Yeah, that was so- a bit of a giveaway. Yeah. So, you were able to deduce the year was 93 <laughs> based on how much younger she, looked, she, she was. She looked about four years old. So, I took a stab. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's um, Vanya alone or, you know, sort of alone with a, a nanny in the um, uh, at the academy in the kitchen and having some oatmeal or por- porridge. Yeah. It's a real Mary Poppins type nanny. <laughs> Very lovely and sing-songy trying to get her to eat her what they call oatmeal, but it looks like porridge to me. I thought yeah. they were different things, but maybe they're the same thing. Yeah, I don't know what the difference is. I think they must be interchangeable. Um, so... And she, yeah, I guess she doesn't want to eat her breakfast and she never wants to eat her breakfast. The nanny's trying to um, uh, convince her to, the kettle is uh, is is boiling. It's, uh, what do they do? They're whistling. Yeah, the um, kettle's whistling. And she uses that. What we learned last episode was that um, her powers, she needs to sort of hone in on a sound. And she's, if in this scene, she's honing in on the whistle of the kettle to kind of explode the nanny's. Not fully blow them up, but throw them <laughs> against the wall. Yeah, she hurls, hurls a nanny. You'd assume that some of them die, but I mean, it's not yeah, clear. It's again, she's yeah, she's got a lot of force behind her, so um, I don't know. But yeah, she You're so she does at least long term damage. Yeah, she um, well, one of them goes out the window. She does this, does this uh, three times, I think, in a row. Yeah. Same thing. The the kettle's whistling away. She doesn't want to eat her porridge. Um, the nanny is is just trying to just trying to get her to you know just eat, eat your bloody oatmeal. According to fandom.com, uh, the nanny's hired by Sir Reginald cannot make her eat, and she proceeds to kill each one with her powers. Wow, um, that's uh, it's not clear that she's killing them. No, I didn't think um, it was clear she was killing them either. But <laughs> I don't know if yeah, they jumped to a, a few conclusions on fandom.com. I reckon. 
Yeah. Maybe just because they know what it's meant to be, but from on watching, like that they're... is not clear that they're dead. Right. But you, you think that they've got knowledge from the comics or something? Or... Maybe. Yeah, maybe they're- I mean, they're fans. They, I reckon <laughs> they've done more than just watch it. They've gone right. all in. Yeah. Fair enough. They've contacted um, the, you know, the showrunner or something. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. So, she, so Vanya clearly has- anger issues at this age or frustrations at least that she's taking out on other people um well it's probably the same as any kid has frustrations. she just has the ability to kill with her frustrations yeah and i guess it's also a bit unclear whether she's doing this deliberately i i guess she's aware yeah she's doing it with a smile on her face she did yeah right blank look on her face (laughs) at least reminds me of matilda um but like an evil matilda evil matilda that's probably what they were going for um so, I guess she is aware of her power because she's- The reason she's not aware of her power later is because Alison tells her. She, yeah, Alison heard a rumour. So, um, so I suppose she. it's reasonable to expect that she's aware of what she's doing here. Um, and uh, and we see after she goes through a few nannies in a, in a little bit of a montage, uh, we see that uh, the new nanny is, is Grace. The Grace, the robot, robot mum. Robot mum. Uh, and I, I guess the implication here is that that's why Grace was created. Yeah, um, because they needed she an indestructible ki- nanny. <laughs> yeah, there's a a great um, moment. She uh, she uh, what does she do? Uh, forces uh, Grace against a wall with her powers, and um, Grace uh, her head is and she turned hits around. her head, breaks her neck, and yeah, it, yeah it's a, a little nod to a. Like horror film, yeah, the Exorcist or the, something, and she the full head turn around <laughs> and walks back calmly. It's very creepy. And that was enough to convince Vanya to eat her porridge. Yeah, I wonder why she didn't like porridge. Maybe she wants Fruit Loops. Oh, yeah, because porridge. I think it's got a reputation as being as a a not nice food. Yeah, but I've I've always eaten porridge. Yeah, I, I guess love I it. was just a good kid. <laughs> I think as a kid when I ate porridge, I quite liked to load it up with sugar. Right. Um, whereas not so much these days. But yeah, a sugary yeah. breakfast was usually what I was after. You needed that energy hit. Yeah, I, I think that's it. fair enough. So then we jump back to the present day. We're at Leonard's home, who's also... Uh, Harold Jenkins. <laughs> Harold Jenkins. <laughs> uh, and he's... he's Leonard's sort of like the... Good version of Harold Jenkins, even yes. though they're both the same person. A Jekyll and Hyde situation. And um, only, yeah, they're not, it's not that, he's just named the, he's, he's given himself a new name yeah. to escape his killer past. Anyway, so he's Vanya's boyfriend um, and we're sort of catching up after Vanya's just seemingly killed uh, Alison. Yeah by slashing her throat at the end of last week's episode. And Leonard's like, hey, you had to do it. You know, he's just telling her it's all, this is like, it was you or her, that sort of stuff. But um, Your family hates you. Yeah, Vanya's um, not really on board with it. She's saying she just, she lost control. Um, I need to, you know, I need to go see my family. Um, But yeah, Leonard's like, no, they want to hurt you. Yeah. I'm the only one who thinks you're special. They don't think you're special. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's he's just back at his old tricks, basically. Um, meanwhile, uh, Five, Klaus, Diego, and Luther take Allison to the academy, not the hospital. 
uh, the mm-hmm. academy um, to uh, uh, for Grace and Pogo to to look after her. They I mean, do I guess- seem like the best surgeons in the land. I think yeah. that's why she's yeah. just like programmed to be amazing at surgery. Uh, so they obviously snapped into action at the end after the last episode finished <laughs> yeah. when they were standing and looking at her. Yeah, yeah. Interesting though that, uh, well, so I, I guess you you could uh, assume from this that Five can't do a space jump with another person. Otherwise, surely he would have right. done that. Yeah, but, but that's they took right, the car. They drove, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then they did this little quick skitty sort of scene where. Uh, they needed blood, and then so Luther offers his blood, and Pogo's <laughs> like, "Your blood's more more like mine than hers now." And then Klaus offered man. to give blood, and he said, "I don't know how to tell you this, Klaus, but your blood's polluted because <laughs> yeah. he's a drug addict." And then Diego faints. <laughs> I guess they just wanted to add a little bit of fun in there to the surgery yeah. scene. Yeah, and then Pogo goes, "Stick him." <laughs> yeah, bit of fun there. Bit of fun. Bit of fun from. Finally, we get to see Pogo's fun side. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Klaus runs off. He he's looking for drugs for comfort, uh, I guess. And then Ben is there. Uh, so Klaus is looking for drugs. Ben's like, "No, you don't need drugs." Um, and and Ben tries to stop him by punching him, and actually makes contact. Yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about that. That was big. Yeah. So we have. But we're not really sure why. No, we're not sure why. Um, he <laughs> apparently knocks a couple of teeth out as well. Yeah, it looked like at first I thought it was just the pill, but then I realised he only had one pill, and it looked like three pills came out. That must have been <laughs> teeth. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and neither of them, they're both surprised by this. Neither of them knows what's going on here. Um, so that's yeah, an interesting little tidbit. Um, and uh, five uh, at the at this point is still bent on killing Harold Jenkins because he's still, you know, all about this saving the world situation, avoiding this apocalypse. Um, it's a higher priority than uh, I guess standing around while um while they nurse Allison back to health. Um, so he takes Diego and Klaus to go find Harold Jenkins and take care of that. Yes, so when they go, they arrive at his house, they... Oh, no, well, that's jumping ahead, isn't it? It is jumping ahead of it. Um, I was about to reveal what we haven't... We see what happens. We do. Uh, Vanya is um, obviously a bit sort of tormented by what's happened. Um, She goes to get a glass of water in the kitchen and she she clumsily knocks over Leonard's bag and finds Sir Reggie's notebook. He Um, is not good at hiding. Like, (laughs) how many scenarios does he have to have his book... (laughs) Discovered. I guess it never, yeah. nothing ever happened to it, but it's, it just shows that it was inevitable that she was going to find it. Yeah. No matter what. Because yeah, yet yeah. again, the bag's been knocked over and the book has sort of shown it's, itself. Um, it's fate. It was meant to happen. Um, and so looking through the notebook, she, she finally sees how Leonard or um, Harold Jenkins has been manipulating her. Um, obviously, gets a bit more insight into her powers as well, I suppose. Um, uh, Leonard tries to convince her that he's the only one that actually cares for her. He's just, he's just, you know, he just wanted to support her and all that, but she's not really having it. She, she confronts him. She's like, "Who's Harold Jenkins?" He's like, "Oh, he's, you know, was a, he's, he's like he's us, like us. He was a boy who, you know, um, had a, a rough childhood, um, 
didn't really I have. I think that is all true. What he said as well. Yeah, Apart yeah. He's just... He didn't. He just didn't say he's also me. You could be. Yeah, that it, it is true, and you could be sympathetic to that. Except he is a bit murdery, and um, he and just like a real abusive partner. All that stuff. I'm the only one who yeah. can look after you. I'm the only one who cares about you. Everyone like turning the, her against the whole world. Yep. I think is obviously pretty dicey kind of behaviour. Put it lightly. Yeah. Livoni doesn't fall for it. Um, and, and Leonard actually, uh, in his rage, he sort of let slip that he, he was the one that, um, he's the reason that she got first chair, which is not, yeah. I, I think he was trying to salvage the situation, but it is actually n- not a wise thing to disclose, really. I killed for you. <laughs> he doesn't, I mean, he, yeah, he, he implies, I guess, that he, well, he, that he got rid of, um, what was her name? Okay. First chair. First chair. He, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he doesn't come out and say that he killed her, but um, he, he clearly implies that he, he got rid of her. Um, but uh, and then he, like, he basically commits suicide from here. He's he's yelling yeah. at her. He's riling her up as he knows. He knows what's going to happen here, but he seems surprised by it. It's so weird. Yeah. He starts hitting the book to give her a sound to focus on. Yeah. As he's saying, as he's still going on about, he's the only one who cares about her. You're weak. You're pathetic. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He's turned to negative. It's like, what, how do you think this is going to go, mate? You yeah. know more than anyone. He understands her powers more than she does. Yeah. So, why is he doing that? And I then he's, he's surprised try- when- Yeah. He, I, I think he's trying to make her angry at her family, but it, it obviously isn't working. Um, yeah. Because she's- I mean, she's- to me, that felt- Misguided. Uh, yeah, I think this is a not a not a great move for him, um, because Allison's come around. She said, "I didn't mean to kill her. I love her. I love the f- I love my family," um, and and he's just uh, getting angry about that. And um, and yeah, in this in this sort of fit of uh, rage, um, Ivania's powers uh, arise, and uh, there's lots of sharp things swirling around, and um, Vanya. Uh, does a fair bit of stabbing to yeah. Leonard. Yeah, everything in the point. room goes into him. <laughs> yeah. I thought, how's he going to survive this one? Um, turns out he doesn't really. It's not, well, he not... doesn't have a grace to stitch him up. Yeah. He also doesn't have any powers uh, or anything. He's just a regular guy. Um, yeah. And getting stabbed is uh, deadly in that situation. Um, meanwhile... Uh, we see uh, Agnes at the the B and B. She walks in. She hears uh, some uh, some rustling going on. She says, "Oh, Hazel, you're you're back," um, but it's actually Charcha. Yes. Her. So Agnes is the donut lady. Yeah, is one of the best characters in the show, <laughs> and Charcha is the hit woman from the bureau or the commission. The commission, yeah. Um, so that's a bit of a a, a dicey situation about yeah. to happen there as well. That one sucks. Yeah. So we know that Hazel's gone back with some unfinished business, whatever that is. Yeah. He's left her there, but Char Char found her because Agnes left basically a map saying, "Here's <laughs> where we'll be if you want to find us and kill us." Yes. In hindsight, not a wise move. Um, <laughs> so uh, we see five Diego and Klaus. They they arrive at Harold Jenkins's place uh, and find him dead. And 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 um, five uh, tests the the glass. This is a bit gross. Puts the glass eye in his his eye socket. It fits. 
I don't know how. I, mean, I thought I- it was like him. He was just going, I'll leave, I'll put the eye where it belongs. Oh, right. But it, but it wasn't because he took it out again. He just oh, goes, I did, yep. I didn't catch him taking and- it out again. Yeah, he took it back out. Fuck. <laughs> so, there was no reason. He just did it to check the eye color and everything. He could have just held it next to his other yeah, eye. Yeah. <laughs> the flair for the dramatic, number five. <laughs> yeah. I think they just love the idea of being able to do that. Because yeah. it did make me think, how did they do that? Yeah, it made me think that too. It looked a little bit like, oh, there's some CG going on here. Yeah. They're just showing off. Um, <laughs> can it be this easy, Matt? Harold Jenkins is dead. They didn't have to do anything. He's gone. Well, He's out of the picture. That. That's all that needed to happen, basically, to um, prevent the apocalypse. Um, yes. Yeah, so, they do- Well, I think five is a little dubious on that, but the others are like, job done. Yeah. So, uh, back at the academy, we see that uh, so Alison will survive, um, but her vocal cords are damaged, obviously, because her throat was cut, so that, that checks out, um, which obviously that, that means, I, I guess, at least for now, she doesn't have her power anymore, relies- mm. I, I, pr- I presume she can't just write on a notepad. I heard a rumour. Oh. I mean, I, I'm assuming that she can't just write it down. She has to actually say it. Well, it'd be fun. I, I wish she tried that. Yeah. It'd be worth testing. Like, she just wrote down, <laughs> I heard a rumour that my vocal cords improved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be testing out a few different yeah, things I don't know that, that haven't been that, tested so that's far. That's how it works. But um, she, she could just persuade her uh, vocal cords to recover. Um. Her vocal cords would need to be able to read. That's the only problem. Right, yes. And they don't have eyes. I don't, well, as far as I know, her makeup is different to yours and mine. <laughs> yep. Maybe they do. Yeah. Um, Luther is uh, is by her side. Um, and uh, uh, what Pogo says, says something. Um, uh, is it that-, that uh, oh, He says, leave, leave her with me. I'll look after her now. Yeah. And he- and, uh, Luther says to Pogo, the chimp butler, he says, you're the last person in the world I can trust. Yeah. Which is really rough. And it's not because he's a chimp either. It's because <laughs> he- um... It's not because he thinks chimps are inherently <laughs> uh, untrustworthy. No. It's because this chimp in particular- Yes. Uh, had has hidden lied. some things from him. Yes. Um Cool. Okay. So, uh, but he he did that because it was his dying, his dad's dying wish. Yeah, I feel like you got to give him a little bit of leeway there. Yeah, like he's all right. Who does he betray? I mean, it's probably better to betray the dead person than the living people. Yeah, um, on balance. But anyway, Uh, so five Diego and Klaus. They can't find uh, Vanya. Uh, and Diego goes after Hazel because uh, Hazel and Chacha because he's got some um, obviously some unfinished business there. He wants revenge for Detective Patch. Um, trying to just uh, put a put a full stop on that situation. Um, uh, Luther uh, hangs out with Allison just you know while she recovers. Five is having a drink at the bar with uh, Dolores, and who knocks on the door but Hazel. Mm. So I I had assumed that the, in the last episode, or was it the episode before? I've lost track. But Hazel, uh, his his unfinished business that he had to leave Agnes for, I had assumed that he was going to take care of Charcha. Yeah, that's what we thought. But, uh, we see now, we see now that um, so at, at Hazel arrives. He's he's chatting to Five, um, and uh, Hazel says that he he wants to volunteer to help stop the apocalypse. Right, which makes sense. Yes. Right, he he obviously. He, you know, he posed the question to Agnes 
in the the last episode, like, what would you do if you only had two days left? Um, you know, where would you go? What would you do? Um, and she says, oh, I'd, I'd anywhere with you. Um, so, Hazel um, decides- He's yes, now he got, a, to, um, he's got a future to live for. So, he wants yeah, to exactly, ensure yeah. that there is a future. Exactly. that, And so, that all checks out. Um, but uh, <laughs> Diego rocks up. And uh, crashes the party there. There's a bit of a fight scene there. It's a good fight scene. Um, Yeah. That was a Yeah, well, because they're they're an oddly uh, good match for each other. Hazel's like a a big guy. Diego has has the powers of, um, I guess, precision and stuff with with, uh, projectiles. Uh, But in like a a fist fight, they're pretty well matched. Yeah, he's very zippy, uh, Diego. He can really- He's Mm. sort of just- He's punching him in the stomach and then punching him on his back after he did a flip. Then he's kicking yeah. him in their face while he <laughs> does a backflip. It's all, you know, one of those kind of fight scenes where it's all probably more over the top than it needs to be. It's like, if you wanted yeah. to kick him in the face, you didn't also have to do a twirl, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Diego also has a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> so, um, but in this fight, five is sort of, um, I guess, on Hazel's side in this little he's she's trying to stop the fight because he wants to hear out hazel um and then and all of a sudden a um uh what's his name diego starts biting hazel on the ear yeah pulling a, a mike tyson move and mm. uh that's when five comes up behind and smashes diego's head with a vase or something yeah and knocks him out and he says i draw the line at biting <laughs> yeah um, so that ends the fight, and, and Hazel yeah. and Five continue chatting. For, uh, Hazel is uh, Five explains to Hazel that the apocalypse is over. That they uh, yeah, the mark is the dead. The mark is dead, and Hazel's v- very happy with this. He he said also that um, which I was trying to work out. He said the fact that Hazel was there was like the last. Loose end. Yeah, because in his mind, he thought Hazel would have still been out there trying to make uh, the apocalypse happen. So, knowing that Hazel is also trying to stop the apocalypse means that they're pretty good. Surely that means that Cha-Cha is now the last. Yeah. Which is more true because that's, you know, that is. I guess he he assumed that Hazel was was in step with with Cha-Cha, yeah. Um, yes. But anyway, so it means a, that a, uh, Five's able to ask Hazel who killed the cop. Yep, Detective Patch. Detective Patch. And he says that Cha-Cha did. And Five's like, oh, it's a shame. It would have been good to have. If it was you, I could have taken the gun and cleared Diego's name because Di- Diego's still, he's on the run now as the key suspect yeah. for killing her, killing the cop. Uh, luckily, Hazel also had Cha-Cha's gun on him because he he tied her up and taken her weapon a, uh, a couple episodes mm. back. So he handed over both their guns to Five and left on his merry way back to see the love of his life, the lovely donut lady Agnes. Yes, it felt like uh, a happy ending. One episode too soon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're like, scene. oh, there's still a bit of time to go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's all wrapped up very nicely, though. But oh, what yeah. are they, was the last episode just going to be a party in real time? <laughs> I'm going to see an hour of a real party. That would be nice. 
Um, they're all just dancing to <laughs> yeah. Think I'm Alone. That's one long choreographed dance scene. <laughs> well, that's it. We did it. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, the Mario Vanya. Brothers theme plays. Yeah. I was going for Looney Tunes, but that's not where I went. Vanya is is back home. So, she's parted ways with Leonard for the time being. Um, Leonard, she's in her- Leonard's dead. Parted ways with Leonard for the well, time being. She she, she, she killed him, him brutally. Well, yeah, okay. I guess in this world <laughs> everything's temporary. You think he might be coming back to life? Well, I I um I mean I wasn't sure that he was definitely dead until the other guys arrived and and saw that he was. Uh, just like I mean you you know we assumed Allison was That's dead she, or she at least she assumes Allison is dead. Yeah. Um, and she turns out not to be. You just don't know in this show. Yeah, that is true. Um. But anyway, she she fled and and she she went back to her apartment, um, and you know she's catching catching up on some admin. She listens to the her phone messages, um, and here's Allison's just killed message. my sister. I better do a bit of admin. <laughs> she she hears Allison's phone message from a few episodes ago, a little while ago, right? This is was it the um from the episode the day that wasn't maybe or like the start of that episode maybe that that this phone message happens. I can't remember. It must have been the very start if it was, because most of the day yeah. that wasn't. It might even have been the episode before that. Yeah, right. But, well, maybe. I, I, I just I don't exactly remember yeah, it when was, it was. It felt like a little while ago, and it felt like it was, in my mind, it was a call to show that she didn't get her. She got the voicemail. I didn't think that the message was ever going to come back, but obviously yeah. the message isn't left unless it's going to come back in a show like this. I guess so. The uh, well, unless it's just exposition or something. Oh, true. Um, so maybe it was the. Um, I feel like this happened after the after Vanya leaves the academy because they're they're talking about they're, they're having a family meeting without her. Remember that? Yes. And then she storms off, and that's when the poles bend and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think yep. it's I think it's after that little spat. So that happened that in Allison both the calls. day that was and the day that wasn't. Yeah, it's at the start of that episode. I'm pretty sure that's when it's from. Right. Anyway, it's a message just saying, "Hey, I just want to, I just want to be a good sister. I I love you." And obviously, you know, Vanya thinks that she's killed her. Yeah. So um, that's a so brutal that's, message that's, to get. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um. But back at the academy, uh, Allison comes to, uh, but of course she can't talk. Uh, she's worried about Vanya. Uh, and of course, she's she's the only one uh, at this stage that knows that Vanya has power. She's she's writing on the on a notepad. Vanya powers. You know, Luther's confused. If she'd written Vanya has powers, mm. it would have been less confusing. Yes, Vanya powers. She was in a anyway. hurry, but luckily, <laughs> she- the chimp butler was ready to explain all. Yes, off camera, he just came in and said, uh, "This is the last secret of your eccentric billionaire father." The last one that I have to um, let you know about, and then they cut away as he retold the story. We already know. Yeah. So this, um, I, I assumed that this would lead to a big old family meeting, but it doesn't. I think he only explains this to Luther. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what it looks like. Interesting. Because the I, others, I would have thought, don't seem to understand straight away. Yeah. Um, anyway, Luther is kind of like the. The head boy, right? Yes, he's yeah, head boy. He's he's number one. He's number one. He's, I guess, still the, the kind of the leader, I suppose. It's funny, I do, uh, and they act like they're almost like they're 
number is their age in reverse. Number one's the oldest, number two's the second oldest. That's kind of how it feels. Oh, right. Allison seems older than Vanya, but they're all born at the same second. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But that's sort of how they behave because they were ranked that way. It's sort of a social experiment. If your yeah. dad ranks you in number <laughs> order, you'll you'll start to believe that that's your order of importance or something. Yeah. Or at least seniority. Um, around this time, Diego is grappling about whether going out and killing Hazel and Chartar out of revenge for Patch is the right thing to do. Um, who uh, is it? Five is is telling him that um, is that you know she, is that really what she wanted? What, yeah, what did five you like says about what, what do you and- like about her? And, and he says that she saw good in people no matter what no 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 matter what she saw on the streets all the bad stuff she saw she still saw the good in people and he's like well do you really think that'll be the way to honor her memory would be to kill some people <laughs> yeah something to think about um, yes uh, so uh, Vanya heads to the academy. And uh, she she uh, is uh, greeted by Luther, who tells her that Allison survived. And this is an interesting scene, right? She um, uh, is a, a bit sort of distraught by everything. She goes in for a hug. Luther sort of invites her in for a hug. But then Luther sort of tries to crush her. Um, with his eight-man strength. With his eight-man strength. Uh, and she falls unconscious. I don't think he tries to crush her. He just tries to get her unconscious. Well, he's yeah, afraid at, of her at the time, it, it, yes, at the time it's it's unclear right. um, whether he's trying to kill her or what he what he's trying to do. But um, because you know we know that Luther obviously has feelings for Allison, so in that moment it kind of makes sense that like maybe he uh, is very angry at Vanya for what she, you know for nearly ki- like he nearly killed the love of his life. He's also she a real family man, though, isn't he? You know. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, he's. I don't know. I, See, he he's shifted a bit, though, his character, right? Like, he used to be the, the confident leader, but since he kind of lost faith, all, all this stuff about Sir Reggie um, sending him to the moon for no reason, like, he's lost his 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 purpose, mm. um, and he has he's shifted a bit away from, you know, what, what, what he kind of starts as. So, I, I, you know, I was surprised to see him hurting Vanya. But anyway, we see, we see that... Um, he's he's just trying to incapacitate her, basically, um, so that he can throw her back in that uh, that uh, soundproof vault, the soundproof booth. Yeah, but she's the on like she's booth, on uh... Family Feud, right? You go <laughs> yeah. put on the headphones in the soundproof booth while one he's of dancing. your siblings answers the questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and it's the same the same vault that that Sir Reggie threw her in. Um, for I guess a, a chunk of her. Is it the exact same? Because it looks it looks brand new. So that that it, foam well, padding the in outside- there and the lights that seem to go off in patterns. Yeah. Why Why did he set those up? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when that happened. It definitely looks like on the outside it's clearly the same room, I guess. But but on the inside it's you know it's more modern. They've done some renovations. Yeah. Um. Why? Which is interesting. Why has he spent all that time on? It's possible the lighting. It's- but it's possible that they, that Sir Reggie did these Renaults at some time between. Like we, yeah. we've only seen it, you know, in 1993 or something. Yeah, that's true. But that's but true. it's possible he it's it's been used to 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 lock her up there, um, you know, various other points in her life. But there's no Although, there was no need to because she didn't. Yeah, 
once she stopped believing the power and she was taking the the numbing drugs. Yeah, her power disappeared. Um, maybe he just I don't know. Just he's, in case. I, I guess he you know he's eccentric in that way, yeah. and uh, you know throw throwing money around. Let's just uh, redo the um, the soundproof vault. Maybe he was using it as a podcast studio. Yeah, yeah, could have been. Would that kind of foam work work well for sound recording? Or is that too much? Yeah, possibly it's too much. So these these kinds of rooms exist with this this design that's designed to completely absorb all sound, all reverberation. Right. So it would sound like a really unnatural room to record in. And um, from what I understand, they're actually re- really uncomfortable rooms to be in. You sort of lose uh, lose balance because you're you know subconsciously relying on all your senses all your senses yes like it it it, um it it throws off your balance to be in a room that it's it's almost like you're in nothing right you know you you're not getting that feed that that oral feedback um so they're yeah quite uncomfortable rooms to be in for an extended period of time i'm not sure if there's there's a name there must be a name for for those kinds of rooms they're used for um you know, scientific experiments of sorts. I think we should start calling them Vanya Vaults. <laughs> Vanya Vaults. Yeah, that's great. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. So Vanya's in the Vanya vault. Um, and uh, Luth, Klaus and Diego are sort of outside the vault discussing, arguing about whether or not she's a risk and whether she needs to be in there. Um, Klaus and Diego are empathetic. They're, they're like, oh, you know, she's she's just she doesn't know her powers, and she's she's just our our sister. You know what? Like, yes. she's not she's not a threat to us. And were you watching um, that going? Jeez, because she can't hear. It isn't fully soundproof inside to out, so they yeah. can't hear her. She can't hear them. And I'm like, I hope she can read their body language. That most of her family is fighting for her. Yeah, and she's not I, just thinking yeah. they're arguing about. Um, how they restrain her or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't watching it that closely the, for body language and stuff. I would hope that it would be clear that Klaus and Diego were arguing with Luther. Yeah. Because Luther is the one that's skeptical about all this. And then Allison walks in and says well, that she's got a notepad. This is a new thing. Um, says, let her go. But Luther won't budge on it. But but Allison is like- She's clearly trying, trying to get past to- it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what so, I. But that's what I was. I was thinking. I'm like, well, clearly, Vanya will see that everyone but Luther wants to, her to get out. But Luther's so big and strong that they're just not able to do it. Yeah. But then, I mean, we'll see right at the end, and I guess we'll talk about it right at the end, or we'll just talk about it now. Right at the end, uh, Vanya <laughs> has a discussion with four-year-old her and four-year-old her in the reflection of the vault, when she's in there by herself, she starts talking to her, her younger self and her younger self is saying her family don't care about her and all that sort of stuff. What, yeah. um, what's his name said was true. 
He lied yeah, to interesting. lied to her in a lot of ways. What's his name? Harold Jenkins. Harold Jenkins lied to her in a lot of ways, <laughs> but what he didn't lie to her about was her family doesn't really care about her. They don't want her to be special. She needs yes. to get break out and and cause some trouble, sort of stuff. You would never lie about that. Yeah. So isn't that interesting that she wasn't able to see that? That kind of says that she wasn't able to see that her family, most of them, were fighting for her. Yeah, I guess so. It's just it, she's just it's it's her inner voice, her inner insecurities her inner child. coming out. Her whole life, she's been told she's not special. Um, yeah. Uh, and and also she's she's always had this feeling that her family don't think of her as an equal, um, that they don't care about her. She's been the excluded one. So I think this this all checks out. If, even if she does see that, you know, not all of them feel that way. I think she's it's just that voice eating away at her. I don't know if it, it if it's it is just in her head or if this is some other like more oh, supernatural thing going on. I hadn't even considered um, that. I did just assume it was in her head, but yeah, there's some chance that she has the ability to talk to her younger self or have visions or yeah, yeah communicate to people through time or something. I wonder. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Or or is it some external force uh projecting oh. something? I I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, in, this is the sort of show where it could go yeah, either way. Yeah, that's a good point. I had not <laughs> You could easily explain it either way. That, um, the last scene we saw, oh, there's a couple of quick scenes el- elsewhere, B plots that we see. One's my favorite now is the Hazel and Agnes storyline. They're off yeah. in the woods. Hazel gets back. He's So he's come from the Umbrella Academy, found out the apocalypse isn't happening now. He's stoked. He's going back so happy to spend the rest of his life with Agnes. But when he arrives, he finds that Cha-Cha has Agnes tied up and ready to sort of drop her over a boiling spa. Is the, Yeah, this seemed a bit confusing to it, me that what, what exactly was Yeah, I'm like, is, it elect- is there a toaster in there or... Is it just real hot or is it she's going to not going to she'll drown because she's tied up to a chair? It's just an elaborate drowning scenario. Yeah, I think that's maybe what it is. But then why is it boiling water? Yeah. So it's so she's she's in a chair tied like strapped to a chair and yeah, the and and Charcha it's it's quite an elaborate rig where Charcha has a, a rope that she can pull that would pull the chair backwards. Uh, so that Agnes would fall into this the the spa water, this boiling water. So it's really like a cartoon villain sort of thing, which I guess yeah. I forget and have just remembered that is what they are. They're yeah, literally they comic book villains. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it looks somewhat hazardous. So um, Hazel tries to stop Charcha, um, but and then there's a bit of a, a fight. Another scene here, good of fight scene. Second good real scene. good fight scene of the show. And they're obviously very equally matched as well. They know each other so well <laughs> yes. that it's a very uh, fair fight. But every now and then one of them will shove one of the others, or the other. <laughs> There's only two of them in this fight. One of them will shove the other and they'll nudge Agnes's chair a little bit closer to the spot. Yeah. So they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, don't. It happens like two yeah. or three times. Just to Agnes add a little bit of on edge. extra angst. But, um. Yeah, so but, but uh, Chacha has the upper hand and and um, uh, it sort of gets free from Hazel and pulls the rope and and Agnes um, falls back in the chair. But then time freezes, Ooh, as we've seen in the past, just once in or the twice. Nick of time. Um, but it only it freezes 
Only Agnes. Cha-Cha and Hazel are unfrozen. Yes. And then it is revealed that Chelsea Handler (laughs) is responsible and she walks in. She's from from the Bureau. I think we thought she was dead, didn't we? We did indeed because she went up in an explosion a few episodes ago when Five uh, blew the place up and left. And she looks like she's Um, had her face stitched up a little bit. She's yeah, she's got a fresh scar. This is this is the handler from the commission, not Chelsea Handler from the bureau. Just to be clear. Okay, wait. What does that mean? <laughs> Who's Chelsea Handler from the bureau? That's what you said. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the handler from the commission, and it's not yes. the commission is not the bureau. It's just a big bureaucracy. Yeah, you could call it the bureau. You did call it the bureau. That would be fair. Okay. Uh, that's a, an apt description. Funny um, that her, I assume she had a name, but her only name is The Handler. Yeah. That's right. Um, and she doesn't... We don't hear anything from her, do we? She just comes in and and says... She, she says something like, well, you guys have made a bit of a mess oh, of yourselves. Oh, yes. You've made something a big like that. mess of this. Yeah. But we don't know Which, what she's going to yeah. do, but we are assuming she's going to be like, anyway, here's the thing you need to do to help this whole... End of the world happen. Yeah. Hazel's not impressed to see her. Yeah, he shouted. Um, but uh, He should be a little bit happy. I mean, it stopped Agnes from drowning, at least for the moment. See, but that's the see, this is why I'm a bit confused, because if 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 she if the if the contraption is to drown Agnes that I mean there's takes a bit of time to drown somebody. She did there's say that she wanted Hazel to watch her die painfully, didn't she? Yeah, but that would that would require Charcha to be able to restrain yeah. Hazel while he's watching his the love of his life die. How? I mean, they're fairly evenly matched. I just don't think. I, I feel like that's a quicker death would have been um would have been the way to go. Anyway, but that's that's been put on pause for now. We don't know quite what's going to happen uh, in that situation. But yes, we we would assume, I guess, that Hazel and Charcha are going to be roped in, and the the apocalypse might just be back on the agenda. Um, we see a bit of a, a montage at the academy now. Vanya is locked up, um, distraught in this uh, the Vanya Vanya vault is what we're calling it. Yeah. Um, Luther and Allison now have this, I guess, uh, new rift between them um, because they have this disagreement about whether Vanya should be locked in there or not. Um, uh, Klaus is playing playing patty cake with Ben. Oh, and that's the, right. You know, he, well, he's trying to, but he, their hands yeah. are going through each other. They're trying to rediscover the the magic, how they physically touched earlier. Yeah, but they can't. Surely it's, it's got to have something to do with anger or desperation or something because that moment that it worked was Ben desperately trying to knock the pill out of Klaus's mouth. Yes. Yeah, so I guess, um, yeah, maybe maybe like uh, Vanya, it's tied to emotion. Um do you like how how he described it at the at the time when he knocked him out of his mouth? Klaus says to Ben, "You Patrick Swayze'd me." <laughs> Good line. Yeah, which is yeah, that's a that's a pretty apt description. Um, <laughs> um, and then Diego uh, has his pancakes with the smiley face from uh, oh, yeah. Grace. Do you see, is it, it, is it possible to make a smiley face on food without him looking sinister? <laughs> Well, I mean, it had it had red eyes, right? Raspberry yeah. eyes and then blueberry smile. Was that what it was? Yeah, but and because it's um, like individual blueberries, that's not what a smile looks like. It makes it look like stitches or something. 
Yeah, or like a weird jack-o'-lantern sort of yeah. thing. Um, it doesn't actually look that appetizing, to be They'd honest. They'd roll right off. How do you eat yeah. them? Yeah. He needs a knife and fork. He needs some maple syrup. There's Yeah, there's no- That's the thing. There's no liquid or syrup bringing yeah. it all together. It's very dry. Some lemon juice, um, maybe, or something. You need something to- Yeah. Moisten that um, up. I this, mean, she's so this, a robot. Guess, she wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um- I guess this is just this thread, but there's obviously a thread between Diego and Grace throughout this season. Um, I guess it's just sort of continuous, a little moment between between them there. Um, and uh, and this is also where Five uh, goes back to the department store and returns Dolores yeah. uh, back back to her spot on display as a as a mannequin to sell clothes. Yeah, Dolores the mannequin, who's, I mean, in Five's world, they've been together for decades but this yeah. Dolores she's only new to the relationship because she's five's gone back to the oh yes start right. and then they've only been together for you know days but he's taken her back and as he's leaving he asked one of the store clerks to um, put something nice on her maybe she likes sparkles yeah you'd think he was absolutely insane <laughs> <laughs> Just a madman. Um And then the episode finishes with the conversation between Vanya and Child Vanya and Child Vanya convinces her to escape from the vault and she uses the powers that she has. Even in the soundproof room she's now figured out a way to find some sound and she yeah, blows think- the bloody doors off. No, she <laughs> blows the wall off. The whole front yeah, the of whole, the whole Vanya vault it. comes off. I think she. It sounded like maybe she was uh, using her heartbeat, the sound oh, of her that's heartbeat, right. um, to focus on, uh, yeah, um, which great. is She'll pretty amazing. That. Yeah. Well. Yes. As long as she's alive. Um, well, and then, I think uh, as soon as she's not alive, I think her powers <laughs> will be hard to harness. At any rate. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Um, she blows the bloody door off, and 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 the wall along with it, uh, and. Uh, and then we see maybe the uh, the the titular change um, of this oh. episode. Uh, Vanya, she's her she's eye sort color. of her eye colors change. She's she's obviously um, changed. <laughs> yeah, her eye color change. That's the big change. We've been waiting for it. Finally, her eye color change. No, but her old demeanor change. She looked like all of a sudden she was a supervillain or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, she was and I, that- I look. It could be this. What I've been, what I've been um, expecting is that that Vanya is maybe, maybe it will still be the case that Vanya can um, uh, turned against her family can uh, be the the cause of this apocalypse. Yeah, well, maybe that. Is, I mean, if that's not what we were meant to think, I I'm confused. That really looked like we were meant to be like, oh, Vanya's gone bad. Yeah. Um, but then also, if that's all that's required, then what uh, what is there for the handler to to do to intervene? Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, good point. Or I guess because- it's just for them to stop the other six from stopping Fanya. Yeah, maybe. But you wouldn't think they could, could they? Well, and I, I think the the suggestion from what we've seen of the future is that they're not able to. Like, yeah. they, they fight this fight, but they all perish. But it, I was, um, I mean, is it possible that what played out will just play out again? 
You know what I mean? Or it's different though because they know it's coming this time and five is also helping them. But five's kind of, he's out now. Mm. He thinks it's all done, so. Yeah, I, uh, it's hard to say. Uh, Yeah, because we we don't know what happened the first time around, do we? Um, So it's, I, I guess we don't know what, what it, even what is different this time around. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting that it, an apocalypse, it's not a, an apocalypse for the town they're living in. It's like a worldwide apocalypse. Is that what we're assuming? Yeah. Because it, 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 it looked like it was an explosion, right? It, yeah. But if the explosion, the source of the explosion is where they are, whatever city or town they're in, mm. and that explodes the whole world, how the hell- their bodies were still there in the rubble. Surely an yeah. explosion that wraps the whole way around the world, at the blast point, everything's going to be exit. Ex- ex- It'd just be a crater. Incinerated? What's the word? Incinerated. Is that Incinerated? the word? Incinerated? Incinerated? Incinerated. Incinerated. I knew it wasn't quite right. Um, yes, except uh, if, if we're talking Vanya here, then it's maybe not a, um, not a conventional explosion. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe sure. it's like a ripple of- ripple of destruction that um, just goes the whole world around. Um, But we don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. It's an unanswered question at this stage. We still don't even know if she's even involved. But Jesus, it's set up for a great final episode. Yeah. All these questions, all these little loose ends and stuff. Yeah, it's fun. Jesus, how hard are endings though? I can only assume that it it won't live up to expectations, but... I also wonder what what they will leave unanswered because you got to leave something for season two, right? Like there yeah. has to be a some sort of cliffhanger or, or unanswered question. Well, um, I don't know if that's necessarily true because I don't think when they made this season, they knew it was going to be such a big success. That's right. very so possible it that it was- Wraps up neatly. Yeah. Well, I think that often happens with shows that should just do one season, but we have been hearing from listeners that season two is perhaps even better, so- um, wow. But they might have just found a way to do that, not necessarily with a with a, any sort of cliffhanger. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, the songs, the two key songs from this episode were "Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows" <laughs> by Leslie Gore, which happened during the yeah. Cha Cha and Hazel fight, which was really fun. They love a a jaunty song during a, a full on fight. <laughs> yeah, they love a bit of a juxtaposition. Mm. And then at uh, the final sort of montage where we were going through all those quick scenes was All Die Young by Smith Westons, uh. which was a a nice-ish song. Um, either of those stand out to you, Ev? Oh, the the um, Sunshine Lollipops was, was a great yeah, choice. Yeah, I think that, that worked one. really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other one didn't really click or register much for me. Didn't really stand out. Um, but look, I'm sure it's a good song. <laughs> yeah, I'm they've, sure. They, they haven't steered us wrong yet, have they? No, I don't think so. I trust them. Uh, well, that, so that wraps up episode nine. Looking forward to the final episode, which we'll talk about in the next episode, obviously. Uh, last week, we had a message from Ross in the UK, in Stoke in particular, town full of many legends. And Stork. 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 What? Is that what you said? <laughs> Stoke on yeah. Trent. Stork. 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 Yeah. Uh, and he said it would be cool if we looked through into the powers of all the characters. 
And I've been trying to find an article that doesn't spoil season two for us. There is a mention in this episode as well, another mention of Klaus having more potential. He, he sort of is thinking back to his conversation with his dad, um, Sir Reggie, uh, and, th- and that thing that he said about how he hasn't reached his full potential. So Klaus is, is, is wondering about that, whether maybe there's more to his powers. Um, yes. So that maybe that's something that could potentially, I, I expect, would be explored more in season two. Um, there might be more to it. Yeah, definitely. So I found an article on ScreenRant.com, uh, which I think goes through the different powers and, and compares them to the comic books without spoiling season two stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it say here? Uh The Netflix adaptation is a fairly loose take on the source material, with the live-action series greatly toning down the outright weirdness of the original stories and characters, which is interesting. Yeah, well, I guess we we know that Luther, like in the comics, he's like an actual ape with like a head and that's true. Yeah, like his head's been grafted onto the body of an ape. Where in this case, a Martian ape or something as well, I think. Yeah, right. Whereas this, he's, you know, it's much more believable. He's been uh, (laughs) injected, I guess, with the blood of an ape and he's sort of transformed. Yeah. It's a bit more down to earth. That's true, yes. Uh, It says the alteration is keenly reflected in the Academy's various superpowers, which, although broadly the same, have additional elements in the comic series. Uh, so, first they talk about Luther. It says, Luther's abilities arguably change the least between the Umbre- Umbrella Academy's two variants, but the source of his power certainly does. Well, mm. you've just sort of, you've bloody blown this one already, Ev. On yeah, TV, inter- Luther Interesting, is- though, that his his powers are the same, so that it's just an origin story. That's yes. Changed. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so in the TV show, he gets the serum. We don't know if it's blood, some sort of a special serum. And it gives him ape-like qualities. Uh, but in the comics, his um, injuries happen on Mars. And so his head was physically removed and grafted onto the body of a Martian ape. As in the TV series, the procedure adds to Luther's already enhanced strength and endurance. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's, kind of, he's got stock superpowers and they don't change much. Yeah. Uh, then you got number two, Diego says, Netflix fans will know that Diego's strength lies in manipulating thrown objects in ways that defy the laws of physics. However, the comic character's supernatural power is actually holding his breath underwater for an indefinite period with the knife-throwing oh. skill discovered later. Yeah, right. Have we talked about this on this show? I think someone has mentioned that to me. Yeah, so I think someone maybe last week said that Diego has the ability to hold his breath. Right. I wonder if that but all come into the TV show. Yeah, because I don't think it has yet. No, it has more for um, for Klaus when he was getting waterboarded. Yeah. Uh, it says, even Reginald deems Diego's super lungs practically useless, but it's for this reason that the character's codename is the Kraken, despite the TV version having no real connection to water. Yeah, right. Okay. okay. Then no- number three is Allison. The rumor, Allison is mm-hmm. in printed form, is far more powerful than her counterpart on screen. Emmy Raver Lampman's character can manipulate a person with her voice, making them believe anything she wants or forcing them to act in a certain way. So that's the TV version. But that yep. is a considerable level down from the original power of the rumor, whose words could actually warp reality. 
Oh, so that's what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's where... interesting. So the com- yeah. that's how it is. That may- that makes her so powerful. Yeah. Uh, wow. It says, if comic Allison says something, even an, an impossibility, her power will make it so. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Like- I Yeah, right. I mean, I, I suppose I can see how that would make writing difficult. <laughs> yeah, if, that's if right. She can- if she can basically make anything happen, even if it's impossible. Yeah. Um, I mean, as it is, could've... they've had to, you know, have, find a few tricks to make her water down powers, take them out of play by having yeah. her regret using them on her kid and now having her throat cut. They're the ways that they've stopped her from using it even once in the present time in this TV season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, then we have Klaus. Uh who's the seance, I think is his code name, says, The Umbrella Academy on TV has already demonstrated how Klaus's abilities have potential for growth, and there's plenty of comic powers that he could learn, Ah, in addition to seeing and speaking to dead people. Klaus levitates in the comics and is also able to communicate via the airwaves, appearing on TV screens and such. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Klaus... Klaus's additional psychic powers on the page extend to telekinesis and the possession of others. Oh, yeah. The possession oh. of others. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. they're So, it'll be interesting because they've said in the TV show that he hasn't nowhere near reached his potential with his powers. So, I wonder if any of those are going to come out in season two or even in the final episode. You know, when um, when Ben punches the pill out of Klaus's mouth in this episode. Um, he's, it's something like, the dialogue is something like, did you do that or something? And then Ben says, I, th- I thought that was you. Right. Or something. So, maybe there is something going on there where, where like, Klaus is possessing Ben or is you, somehow uses telekinesis oh, to, yeah. to, to give Ben form or, like, hit him. Yeah, that, maybe that's a, a hint to where his powers could be going. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, don't know. Then we've got number five. With the ability to time travel, tricky as it is, and perform short hops through space during battles, number five's capabilities are consistent through both comics and TV. The only major difference is that Klaus claims the commission taught him to be an assassin, whereas the comic version of the organization mixed his DNA with that of historic serial killers for added pizzazz. Huh. Yeah, right. He got a bit of assassin DNA. Okay. Then Ben, Ben's uh, dead man. What can't, what's he called? The monster or something? Uh, oh, the horror. Oh, the Is horror. It, maybe. Yeah, um, I would have called him Octopus Man. <laughs> I would have called him the Kraken. Yeah, that, um, I I saw the Kraken <laughs> in the past, and I assumed that was him. Yeah, because he he's in the TV show. All we know is that he can turn into a yeah a, a monster. Yeah, some sort of undersea but- looking monster. Uh, anyways, uh, since Ben is dead in both the original and live action stories, the full extent of his powers is hard to gauge accurately. Certainly, they are presented in a similar way, with tentacles emanating from Ben's body. But the um, uh, but the Umbrella Academy season two may showcase some different monsters Ben is able to summon. Okay. Oh. Bit of sizzle there. Okay, yeah. Even That's though I don't know if Screen Rant would have any inside knowledge. <laughs> and then finally, Vanya. Contrary to 
Contrary to Allison, Vanya is arguably even more powerful on Netflix. Both versions of the white violin use sound as a destructive force, and even in the comics, Reginald suppresses Vanya's abilities because he recognises her as the strongest sibling. However, comic Vanya seems limited to using her violin, whereas Ellen Page's character can use any sound wave as a weapon. Furthermore, the conductor claims his piece of music combined with Vanya's powers are what triggers the apocalypse. Oh. That feels like a slight spoiler, is it? The conductor. That's in capitals. Capital T, capital C. But there isn't a conductor character in this, is there? No. Apart from the guy who was kind of uninterested. Yeah, the conductor of the orchestra, yeah, who doesn't seem to be uh, involved in any way. We haven't seen him for quite some time. Guessing that's that's more of a comic book part. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, unless that all just comes up in the last episode. Um, cool. Oh, so that's yeah, that's interesting that she's less powerful because it feels like having to have the violin to use those powers would be annoying. Yeah. Um. Oh well, you could make it work though. She always just carries around a violin. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't considered she could just carry it around. <laughs> all right, but you want to go through it, a bit of mail here? Yes. Well, you were just about to have a thought, I saw. Well, I uh, I was just going to say that it would be a way to conveniently limit uh, her her ability for plot purposes. Um, is that, well, she can't do it. She hasn't got her violin. Yeah. Or, you know, like the rumour, she can't speak. She can't do her power. Whereas in this case, it seems like she can use her power. Basically, she can summon it even when there is no other sound. Uh, she can just use the sound of her own heartbeat um, to cause havoc. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if they've written themselves into a bit of a quandary there in the TV I version. guess the what they've got is her self-doubt and there might be ways that they can yeah. get her to feel still, doubt again. Yeah, she still doesn't have control over it really. Yeah. So, I, I guess it's not really a um, problem yet. But it does but feel yes. like the kind of thing that as, it, as she grows in confidence, assuming she makes it through to the second season, they're going to yeah. have to write in a new scenario that'll hobble her again. Otherwise, you can't have a new season starting with someone being able to, you know, blow up things. Well, yeah, I don't know. Or it's unless somewhat- it's just that she, yeah, maybe she has like a rumor type scenario where she vows to never use her powers again or something. But I mean, it's yeah, she she needs to. She's still a long way away from it being a genuinely useful power to use in a battle, right? Because. Yeah. At the moment, even if she could just summon that power, she'd hurt a lot of people. There'd be a lot of friendly fire there. Yeah. Um, and cause a lot of damage. So she's she's more of a sledgehammer um compared to the others, but maybe it'll maybe it'll develop. Uh so here are a few messages we've got. Um the f- there's a couple for this episode in particular, and then I've got a few going working back from previous episodes we've done as well. Uh, this one comes from Julia about episode nine. And Julia writes, A few episodes ago, someone mentioned how five reversing the day actually ruined everything. And that was something I noticed as I was watching alone with you this time. Uh, after he returns, they now know Harold Jenkins, but it inadvertently erased Vanya's finding Reggie's diary which probably would have made her not trust Leonard and thus not lash out at Allison when she tries to tell her he's a bad guy. 
and then she wouldn't be locked up by Luther. A lot of the same things from the Lost Day happen again, but then there are key things like this. In a way, it was Five's overconcern about stopping the apocalypse that then caused it. In a real Greek tragedy sort of way, where knowing the future just means you cause it in your attempts at prevention. To be fair, it's also possible that things would have transpired in a different way that still resulted in Vanya having her breakdown. But we really can never know. It's just something interesting to think about. The self-fulfilling prophecy narrative and inevitability and whether or not that applies here. Yeah, I, it's um, I guess it's a good point. It's um, we, but we never knew how how that uh, how that day would have played out had it not been reversed. Um, and also, uh, I guess it never really happened. Like the five, it's not like it happened and then five rewound it. Like he he, you know, started a new sort of fork in time. Um, you know, he, he didn't deliberately do that, right? Yeah. Um, it's it inadvertently did that. Well, I think that's what uh, I think that's what Julie was saying. It was all inadvertent. He's trying to stop yeah. it and he made it happen. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder if um it could still have happened. I mean we still don't know what happens, so maybe yeah. it's <laughs> pointless trying to talk about it at this stage. But um yeah, it 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 definitely could still have happened the way that things kind of going at the moment just just a bit different yeah uh thank you so much for that message julia this one's from david gomez in chicago also about uh this episode episode nine it says hey fellas in the spirit of the person who corrected you on the pronunciation of gerard or jared (laughs) (laughs) as we were saying which is i think maybe it's just how australians say gerard we just say it wrong i think so i know a jared yeah, I think because we say Craig and Americans say Craig. Yeah. I think it's just a well, different- I think we're correct in that one, at least. <laughs> How do you get Craig? There's no E. Yeah. It's very weird. Craig. Craigslist. If you say that phonetically, it's Craig. Craig. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, in the spirit of the person who corrected you on the pronunciation of Gerard, the name is Hargreaves, not Hargraves. If you still prefer the latter- then by all means continue using it and don't listen to me. I mean, what am I going to do? I... What are we... I'm I've sure been saying they... Hargraves, have I? I've been saying Hargraves, but I'm pretty sure they say Hargraves in the show. Uh, Maybe. Know. Maybe I'm making I've never... that up. Hargraves sounds like a name and Hargreaves doesn't. That's all I'm going on. Hargreaves. Yeah. How's it spelt? With an A and an A, probably. Yeah, I think there's both of them in there. In the mix. The Hargraves. Sir Reginald Hargreaves. I, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> You're going to... That one's going to be even harder than moving on to Gerard. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate being pulled up on it. <laughs> um, it goes on to say, also, I sent a message a couple of weeks ago, meant for episode 10, where I mentioned the thing about no mobile phones. But you guys have figured that out since then. I also wrote the message in the format of a formal letter, and I don't know why. I definitely overthought it. Anyway, enjoy yourselves, DG. Thanks, DG. We'll hear that next week. (laughs) Look forward to forgetting that you said that and reading it next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the mobile phone thing is, yeah, it's really interesting. It's uh, a fun, it just, yeah, it just means there's not, it's it's a different world and it's not, 
you know, it's not set in our world, mm. in our time. No. They've, they've made some convenient changes to work for their plot. Although I wonder, I, I wonder where, where there are scenarios where it would have made a big difference to have mobile phones. Hmm. Oh, there would have been. There would have been. Yeah. Because they could have called Vanya earlier and told her that um, Leonard wasn't who he said he was. But then she, would she have listened? Yeah. I don't know. They, I, they could have. I mean, it's probably just saving I think they could time. Have worked they would have had to yeah. have made these phone calls and then these phone calls have been ignored for whatever reason. So maybe it's yeah. just saving the mucking around. Yeah. Uh, this message is from Grant in Ontario about the episode eight. It says, have you ever suddenly realized that the show you're watching was filmed near you and it becomes really distracting? That happened <laughs> to me in this episode when Hazel and Agnes stop at a bed and bre- breakfast and Hazel leaves Agnes behind. That bed yeah, and breakfast that. is actually a crummy motel that I pass quite frequently and I missed <laughs> most of the dialogue because I was impressed by how the production team made it look. Anyway, been enjoying the recaps. All the best. That's fun. So, is it? there's a lot of Canadian actors in it, I think. Yeah. So, it's obviously oh, shot in the... Canada. Oh, um, Beck's Beck's been watching Shit's Creek and she was telling me that there's a that the Shit's Creek motel is also used in this show. Maybe that's the the B and B that um that they stay at. Because I don't think the motel that they're staying at is the same location. But um but to answer your question, no, I I don't think I've really ever been watching something and and thought, hang on a minute, that's yeah. I drive past that all the time. Uh, it, it's unusual to see something that's. I just, I guess, maybe I don't watch enough Australian TV because a lot of stuff is filmed in Melbourne. Occasionally, you'll see stuff that's like, oh, that's that you know the city of Melbourne, like, but not, not massively. Yeah, like in, uh, I've never seen it, but I believe the Nicolas Cage film where he's a yeah motorcycle knowing? guy. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, Hell Rider or something. Hell Rider, not that. No, yeah. something like that, though. Something like that. Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost Rider, yeah, that was shot here. Knowing it was the one that I was thinking of. Um, there are like there have been some Hollywood films that have been shot here. Um, another show that Beck was watching, the fourth season of the, the fourth and final season of that was shot here. What was that called? I can't remember. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Good anecdote. There are some, yeah. <laughs> there are some, um, uh, you know, there's like tax benefits and stuff. That's why Tom Hanks is here at the moment. There's um, tax breaks for filming in Australia. The government makes it appealing for people. Yeah, that's true. To, to come over here and do it. Um, I when I was I uh, the the one time I've ever been to America, but the place that we happened to pick to stay in New York, um, that I had that feeling. I was sort of walking around and just being like, um, "This looks familiar," and then uh, we we found a thing of like everything that's been shot in that area like oh yeah it's from that it's for that there's a nine inch nails uh david bowie music video that was like shot on the street that we were staying on like oh that's cool that's fun um, so it sort of happened in reverse you were distracted by the location because you saw it on tv yeah yeah and you're walking along like oh that's the that's the exterior place from friends and stuff it obviously would happen a lot more if you were in new york city or canada yeah um, i love shooting stuff in those places yeah. Canada and think, New York City are real close to each other as well. Well, I think that's the thing, right? And the but and there are um 
tax benefit. I think it's similar tax benefits maybe to shooting stuff in in Canada. Right. So you see stuff like I don't know. I watched a video once about how is it Vancouver is often used as a double for American cities. Um, I don't know. It's a complicated system over there. Oh, Lots of like union rules. Don't get me, don't get me and- started on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I've just noted there's we're already getting a few messages about specific season two episodes. I'll definitely oh, wow. try to not look at those. <laughs> Uh, is that, is all of that out at the moment? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think they just dump it in one go. Ah, the binge system. I think they binge it, yeah. Here's a message from Greg Gotcha from Hungary about episode three. I think we've kind of already talked about this, but he says, Diego is called the Kraken because in the comic book he can breathe underwater or can hold his breath for a very long time. Uh... It has changed for the series because his ability is not really flashy. He's capable with knives in the comic, but not a superhuman level. Ah, interesting. Yeah. It is funny we that had- they kept kept the name the Kraken, even though it's not really relevant. But maybe but he will. That maybe he can comics- breathe underwater, and they just hasn't had any reason to know that yet. Yeah, it's not the kind of thing that you test out very often unless you're forced to, right? Yeah, maybe he'll... Um, he'll may, it, that would be interesting if someone tried to drown him. Yeah. See, my theory is that Agnes is the one that can breathe underwater. <gasps> oh, and they're frozen it just before we find out that Agnes can live forever. <laughs> She's the Kraken. Um, Great. Another from- interesting thought. Sorry. Uh, interesting that the, the two ape characters uh, have drifted apart. Yeah. That's a, that's a sad thing, that right? That is sad. Pogo and Luther used to together be, strong. Used to be tight. Yeah, apes together strong. <laughs> yeah, that is very sad, Evan. Hopefully, in episode 10, they come back together. I feel like they will. Yeah. Family is such a th- theme in this yeah. show. And I'm especially sure with Luther, he's just lost his way a little bit. Because, yeah, I mean, be Pogo's right. done nothing. How, how nice has he been the whole way through? And he's he's never trying to fuck anyone over. He's like, he's trying to look after his his main man, the eccentric Sir Reg. Yeah, the dead the dead Reg. But in this world, um, you never really die, do you? We've seen that he still exists in a in another plane. And you could argue that like keeping things from them, you know, is the the right thing to do. Like keeping. Vanya from finding out that she had those powers, maybe maybe that's wise. Like, it hasn't really done much good so far. <laughs> uh, all right, maybe one last one. This is another one from Greg in Hungary. This time about episode five, he says, Okay, I'm going through the podcast episodes during the weekend and I will probably comment to every one of them. <laughs> Number five was in Dallas to kill JFK. Oh, we would remember we weren't sure. Yeah, oh, I right. thought he was okay. there to kill him, and you thought he was there to save him, or vice versa. But there was a, there was a gunshot after. Well, that's let, why. Evan, I was let me get through Greg's message before you oh, start sorry. arguing okay. with it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Says, okay, I'm going through the episodes. Blah blah blah. Uh, number five was in Dallas to kill JFK, and he thought that he will save him by not doing the job, but there were backup assassins from the commission. Right. Okay. They have backup assassins. Well, I mean, killing a president—you—that's uh, that's, that's a, a, a tall order. Yeah, 
Fair enough. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay. Well, yeah, so he was on the grassy knoll, I guess. Um, um, yeah, so if people want to send through a message, there's still a bunch to get through in coming weeks. But if you want to get your message on here as well, there's a link in the show notes. Just click on that and you fill her out. If it's about a specific episode, click on that episode. Otherwise, you can just select general message or question. And uh, anything you want to say, Ev, all the normal things. People can find you on Twitch and social media on the links in the show notes. Yep, all that. And they can do the same for me, minus Twitch. Although maybe I should do Twitch. I don't know what it is, but maybe I should get involved. Everyone's getting on Twitch at the moment. It's a good time to do it. You're all locked up. Um you're playing more games, obviously, more than more than normal. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Loving may as games. well be may as well be streaming them to the world. So uh, I'm very excited about finishing season one. We'll probably be back in a couple of days to do that. So yeah, uh, looking forward to that. But as we always say here at Primates Podcast, <laughs> apes together strong. <laughs> podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.